Dom Corrie's been at the movies. Hi, Dom. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Oh, hang on a second. We'll turn you on. Hello. Nice to see you. Hi. I'm good, thanks. Great, great, great. Um, you, I can't wait to hear what you made of Napoleon. But first up, there's a new, do we call this a New Zealand film? I suppose so. Next Goal Wins. Yeah, it qualifies more than, than many. Directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, it was filmed in Hawaii, but stars a lot of uh, New Zealand uh, Pacifica actors. And Including Oscar Kitely. Yeah. Heck of an age to be discovered by Hollywood, eh? <laughs> He's great in this. I um, I saw this at the New Zealand premiere on Monday, and the film has not gone down very well in the States. And ahead of this review, I was sort of, before I saw the film, I was sort of getting ready to present my regular argument to for there to be more room in New Zealand media discourse to criticise New Zealand films because mm. I think we're a bit afraid to do that yeah. in this country. But I don't have to because it was great. Ah, oh, good. And was very stoked. I was very stoked with how much I enjoyed this film. Uh, I've spoken in this space before about how much New Zealand benefits from and how much New Zealand's comedy scene benefits from our Pacific and yeah. inhabitants. And how we don't kind of recognise that enough. And I think I was talking about it with that film Red, White and Brass, which was uh, yes. about the, uh, the Tongan community in Wellington. Yeah. And in this one, it's set in American Samoa. It's based on a documentary about this terrible soccer team that gets this <laughs> Dutch-American coach. And this is – it's a mainstream slight, slight comedy. It's Taika kind of – in his regular wheelhouse to a certain degree. And watching it and and enjoying the film, I didn't have to think too hard about perhaps why Americans didn't quite get it mm. because it has got this Pacifican sense of humor that is just so wonderful. Ah. But it's specific and, you know. It so puts the Pacific in specific. Indeed. And... And it was a lot of fun, and people like Oscar Kitely and Dave Fane and Beulah Kowal and this guy I hadn't noticed before called uh, Simu Filippo, yeah. who plays a cop in this who's just awesome. And I think I've also talked before about how I went to St. Paul's College in, in Grey Lynn and, and learned a lot about the devastating nature of the Pacific and sense of humor and just the <laughs> ultimate wastage that can exist in that, in that frame. And I loved seeing you that. You mean play when they out. start taking the mickey out of you? Yeah. Yeah. And there's just, there's just no, nothing you can do and no, you can go. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's, and it's, it's kind of a wonderful, beautiful thing that is difficult to capture on film, I think. Mm. And they've largely done it to, wow. to in this film. And, and I, I had a great time. I thought it was really wonderful. Uh, David Varney. Yeah, he's he's awesome in this. He's kind of in that kind of high-pitched voice mode he sometimes goes into here as as, as a somewhat sensitive soul. And the, the character archetypes here, they're not obvious, or probably not obvious to an, to an American audience. And uh, I, I enjoyed seeing that. He's, he's great. Oscar Keitley's kind of probably the most prominent um, character in this film after Michael Fassbender, who plays the coach, mm -hmm. and and he's the the head of the American Samoan uh, Football Federation, and the film kind of is self aware about how 
you know, a foreigner might come into a Pacifican country and, and they're going to like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the kind of indigenous uh, yeah. spiritual thing yeah. and and work that on him. And I thought that was funny. And uh, it's not a mind-blowing film. It's it's it, it's not uh, reinventing anything. It, it exists in the, the context of underdog sports stories that have come before. And it kind of wants to acknowledge that. Taika's a very self-aware filmmaker. And... But at the same time, it kind of fulfills all the obligations of that genre uh, quite directly. So, Where does Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss fit in? She plays uh, Michael Fassbender's ex-girlfriend. She's not a very prominent character, ex-wife rather. And she also works for, she's like his boss, I think, as okay. well. And they replaced Army Hammer with Will Arnett with CGI in this, which you can kind of tell wow. at certain points. Because this film was actually shot in 2019. It was shot Gosh. before uh, the last Thor film that Taika made, which I was somewhat disappointed by. Mm. And, I, th- you know, Taika is one, one of our most all-time successful filmmakers. He's done a great job of taking things that are specific to the New Zealand sensibility and broadening them out and putting them on a large mm. canvas and sh- and revealing their universality. And I think he's amazing for doing that. And I was worried the wheels were starting to come off a little bit with Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. But Next Goal Wins, uh, yeah, it's it's a hoot. It's, it's not out here until December 7th, so a couple of weeks until it's released here. Uh, but Funny they're uh, doing all the uh, press now then. Yeah, well, I guess because it's already out in most of the, most of parts of the world, and yeah, I I, I was I was I was worried. Is it significant? My worries were unfounded. Is it significant, Dom? That I'm looking at this website, Rotten Tomatoes, which aggregates reviews. It's got a 42 percent, obviously percent means out of 100, 42 out of 100 from critics, but the audience has scored at 83 percent. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? It's uh, obviously not a film for the critics, but I detest those aggregation sites. Do you, yeah? Um, reducing things like that to numbers, I think, is bad for discourse. It's bad for okay. cinema. And well, I, I shan't I, I bring will, it up again. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's a part of, it's a part of modern film going. Um, I, I, I don't ignore it, but I just I think it's had a people are overall busy. harmful People impact. don't have time to read 100 v- reviews, right? They need a quick <laughs> bit of information about whether they're likely to enjoy it Well, exactly, it or not. but that, that would steer you wrong in this case yeah. because that's aggregating how mostly foreign critics have responded to it. But also, film is subjective. I don't think there's such a thing as objective cinematic quality. I don't think a film is good or bad. It's how you respond to it Gosh. personally. And I know it's a weird thing Bloody for a critic tar. to say. But um, but uh, in this case, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, that they, they, you know, there's, there's filmmakers love to cite it when it works in their favour, <laughs> and then they ignore it when it doesn't. I don't think reducing this all to numbers helps anyone. That's next goal wins the latest Taika Waititi film, Napoleon. Yes, new Ridley Scott historical epic starring Joaquin Phoenix, who Ridley Scott kind of anointed as a star. 23 years ago yeah. in Gladiator uh, by casting him mm. as uh, the villain in that film. He and, was just River's brother at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. But River, I think, was 
dead by then. Yeah. Uh, but he'd been in things like To Die For and was a, was, a, was a rising actor, but he got an Oscar nomination for Gladiator, went on to become the big star leading man we know him to be today. And they're reuniting for a, a biopic about Napoleon who uh, hasn't really been on the big screen that much no. in the last few decades. Uh, there was an Ian Holm film, a comedy uh, about 20 years ago, and I, uh, my cinematic Napoleon is the guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> and so there's perhaps some space to to um, to fill here. Remember when networks, uh, when um, studios used to put out the same movie at the same time? It's surprising that there's no like Bonaparte being put out by a rival studio. It doesn't seem like to happen Deep anymore. Deep Impact and Armageddon and stuff like that. Yeah, and 1492 and Columbus and mm. yeah, it used to happen all Volcano the time. Volcano and Dante's yeah, Peak. They were just like hedge against each other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've necessarily completely seen the end of that, but it would see. Yeah, something would catch fire, mm. uh, buzz wise. Yeah, two people would sort of be racing to do it. Uh, this film is backed by Apple, who have very, very deep pockets, and they also backed Martin Scorsese's recent film. And the first thing I felt going to this is that I was kind of stoked that it existed. A mm. uh, big historical epic that they've spent money on. It didn't seem too CGI'd up. Yeah. They, there was some No, I heard sc- somewhere that he actually did the fight scenes for real. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I got a sense of scale in this that I haven't seen in a lot of big battle films and this era uh you know the late 17th century early 18th century hasn't been uh depicted we've seen a lot of you know big battlefield scenes but they usually go back a bit further and seeing the napoleonic wars uh portrayed with a big lush budget and 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 an amazing filmmaker like ridley scott who just Mm. has an eye for things uh you know his films never look boring Mm. And he's a filmmaker who kind of goes up and down. He's incredibly prolific. I was looking up; he's made sixteen movies since Gladiator, and he's just churning them out. Yeah, and of of, of pretty good quality too. Yeah, they're not all he they're hasn't not got all bangers. Robert De Niro on us. <laughs> they're not they're not all wonderful. But he's a he's a major. He's 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 eighty something and not slowing down, kind of a, a, a high craftsman. So I was kind of just going in to access this film mm. on that level. I was entertained throughout. It, it suffers from what I find a lot of biopics suffer from in that it's a best of of, the, of someone's life moments where it's hard to draw out a singular thesis or point. Uh Ridley Scott is not enamoured of Napoleon. It is not a kind portrayal. He seems to, uh, you know, he doesn't celebrate him as a great man. Yeah. Uh, If there's a point to this, it's just that this guy got great sending other people to their death. (laughs) And, but it's a captivating watch and it's kind of gross and grimy a lot of the time. And... Joaquin Phoenix's performance is kind of kind of weaselly. It's kind of uh, it, was, it was actually kind of more humor in this than I, than I anticipated. Yeah. Uh, his tormented romance with Josephine is is a through line here. She's played by Vanessa Kirby, who I think is a wonderful actor. Uh, you might recognize from the Mission Impossible films recently, and she was uh, she was the sister in, in the Crown. Um, Margaret. Yeah, I didn't watch The Crown. I think yeah. she played Margaret. 
<laughs> I think that's what people know her from. She's got these giant eyes, and she's kind of an inscrutable character in this. And But Joaquin Phoenix is, he's sort of almost a little bit petulant in this role. It's, that's how it kind of reminded me of him in Gladiator. And the battle scenes are interesting. I sometimes wonder if there's anywhere left to go with battle scenes, but turns out the place left to go is seeing a horse shot in the chest by a cannonball. Haven't seen that before. And, uh, yeah, there's a few amazing battle scenes here. It kind of rockets along in these major events. This guy, so much happened in this guy's life, and they kind of can't cover it all. And sometimes it feels like they're jumping here. It's two and a half hours plus, and they still were kind of jamming stuff in. But it was fun to watch a big historical epic on the big screen and have all the top artisans in the world involved and a top director just, you know, although it didn't envelop my heart and change my life, I thought it was uh, a very fun watch and, 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 a, and, a, and a, a nice throwback to the kind of films that Hollywood used to put a bit more emphasis on. Thank you. Good review. By the way, someone says they saw Next Goal Wins last week in Upper Hutt. Maybe they've got some special early screens. I think they're on. doing some, some previews okay, and stuff cool. here and there. Uh, Jesse, the 1970 movie Waterloo with Christopher Plummer as the Duke of Wellington and the great Rod Steiger as Napoleon has epic battle scenes, says someone on text. I was looking up that film Waterloo. That was I think that was a huge flop and that might have put the kibosh on other Napoleon <laughs> projects. Um, nice to see you. Thank you. Cheers, Jesse.